Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Beth Bond coming to you live from Decatur, Georgia. Welcome to Speaking of Green, our our, our weekly and sometimes biweekly uh, podcast for Southeast Green, which is the largest online news site for sustainable business and environmental policy news in the Southeast. Today, one of the great things about this podcast is is I get to interview really cool people who are doing really cool things and sustainability and who are actually friends. And so today we're going to be interviewing um, my friend Elizabeth Olmsted who works with Cox Conserves. And um, we are so thrilled to have her here. And she has very exciting news about some work that Cox Conserves is doing. So Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Beth, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you today and tell you a little bit about what we're doing through Cox Conserves. Um, I'll tell you first a little bit about Cox Enterprises. Um, So I work with the company. We have been around for nearly 120 years. Um, We have three major divisions, Cox Communications, Cox Automotive, and Cox Media Group, Uh, 60,000 employees across the nation, and $20 billion in revenue. So we are a large private company, um, family-owned. Our founder's grandson is our chairman, and his great-grandson is our chief operating officer. So one of the things that I'm really excited about as an employee is that they have a strong commitment to sustainability. Our founder was actually a farmer at one point in his life, so he's always had a love of nature and the outdoors, and that's something that he's passed down through the generations. So it really resonates throughout our company, which was how Cox Conserves, our national sustainability program, came about. And this is a particularly exciting year for us because we're celebrating the 10th anniversary. So we've done lots of great stuff over those 10 years, and we're excited about what's coming down the pipeline for the next 10 years. But I know the thing that you were excited about to talk about today was our new Golden Owls Conservation Center, which is here in Georgia, down in Nehana, um, in Brantley County, so southeast Georgia near Jekyll Island. So um, any particular questions you want to ask me to kick off the conversation, I'm happy to answer and then tell you more about it. Super. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. And I just, before we get into the questions, I want to say that we are honored at Southeast Green to have been a news partner for y'all to help share all the amazing work Cox uh, Enterprises has done through uh, Cox Conserves, whether it's the Cox Conserves heroes that happen, you know, all over the country or the cool things you're doing over at Mannheim um, with the water conservation Everything y'all have done is just so, I mean, it's, it is setting the bar 
for other companies in regards to sustainability. And that leads us to tires. Um, probably a lot of people don't think about Cox Enterprises and tires, but because of Mannheim and, and I'm sure your fleet, you all have a big issue with tires. So tell us how you came up with the idea to tackle tires. Absolutely, and I think you hit on something that a lot of people don't know that we're in the automotive space. Um, They know that we do the media. Um, We started as a newspaper company. Then we are one of the nation's largest cable and broadband companies, so they know those two sides of us, but they often don't know that we're a huge player in the automotive industry. Um, You mentioned time. They facilitate the transactions of millions of used cars every year. We also have Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book. Um, but the way we came up with this idea was actually the way we come up with a lot of ideas. It was through an employee um, who worked at Cox Automotive. So he knew that tires were something that we handled in our automotive business and that we were looking for solutions on ways to turn that into a positive for the environment and he happened to be over in Italy um, on a vacation trip heard about this great um, technology over there through one of his mutual friends um, of how they were really looking at tires and finding positive ways to um, really solve a global problem he came back told our engineers hey I heard about this thing that you should really check out they started a conversation, and then fast forward, we now have the Golden Isles Conservation Center down in Nahana, Um that really is fantastic for the environment, but also Georgia, um, because it's doing something great for the environment and the economy. And we're really excited, too, because it's the first time this technology is being used in the United States. So Cox is bringing a new technology to our country that we hope um, will be able to be replicated across the nation. Well, first of all, congratulations for lifting and honoring employees' ideas. I think that's really awesome. And, you know, a lot – Some well, actually, there's a lot of people sort of – who are interested in sustainability but not necessarily in a sustainability industry, and they're trying to work through their companies and they're not getting anywhere. So I think that's awesome. Second of all, what did you do to brainwash your guy that he thinks about sustainability all the time, including on his vacation to Italy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say we like to say that we have 60,000 ambassadors. Our employees are so passionate about sustainability that we are constantly receiving ideas from them. And we're very fortunate at Cox because the commitment starts at the top with our chairman, but it also is throughout the entire organization. Our employees are so engaged. Um, You often hear about millennials being very engaged in sustainability. But what we found is that it's actually all of the generations that are working within Cox. Um, We hear from some of our employees who have been here longer who talk about wanting to leave the environment in a better place for their children and their grandchildren. So it's not just one age group that's concerned about the environment. It's everyone because the environment is something that we all share. We all have that common connection, and it's something that we want to leave in a better place for future generations. So we love hearing ideas from our employees. We empower them. Um, We actually have a platform now called Cox Conserves and Hue, 
um, where we encourage them to share ideas with us, but also provide tips for them about some of the small things that they can do in their personal life that really add up to make a difference. Because we understand that we don't want employees just to practice sustainability when they're in our offices. We want them to take these actions and take them home, share them with their families, share them in the communities, because for us to truly make a difference, we need to look at it holistically, and that's why we think partnerships are so key. Well, and I'm gonna. I I, I, I mention this almost in every uh, podcast now. Um, I because I've been teaching so many uh, classes. I've been teaching climate justice all over Georgia um, to the fine ladies of the United Methodist Women on the weekends. And one of the things in that program is an African proverb that says. Many little people in many little places making li- many little changes combined to make great change. So I think it's you know it's one thing to have a corporation saying we're committed to sustainability. It's another thing to have a corporation say we have 60,000 ambassadors making little changes to make this planet better. So once again, just thank you so much for your leadership. All right, let's get in the nitty-gritty of tires. Tell us how this all works. So... Um, Like you said, lots of people doing small things adds up, and that's something that we truly believe as well. In this case, we're doing something pretty big, which we're excited about. Um, So it's actually a paralysis technology that was developed over in Italy. Um, I'll kind of break it down to you. Um, Even though it's a very complex system, it sounds very simple. (laughs) Um, Basically, we have a front-end system that utilizes organic materials such as waste wood chips that generates heat. We then add tire shreds into it. The heat breaks them down to their original components, which are carbon black, synthesis oil, synthesis gas, and steel. Um, we have filtrations in the system, so no harmful emissions are emitted. Um, So once these tire chips are broken down to their original components, the steel can be recycled. It's one of the most recycled things on the planet. And the gas is actually used to help generate the heat. So it's a closed-loop process. We really looked at every way to make this system as efficient and environmentally friendly as well. So by using that gas we're not having to use extra energy to power the system. Um, And then the carbon black is repurposed into things such as rubber hoses, inks, even new tires and plastics. So we've really come up with a technology that looks at a global problem of tires, breaks them down into their original components, and gives them new life. So it's a wonderful system um, that we're extremely proud of and we think we'll have a lot of opportunities to make a positive impact. Wow. So I I don't know if most people realize this, but tires are not recyclable until this came along, right? I mean, they just go and they fill up in landfill and it's this is I mean, I should they've been upcycled, right, where they've chipped them and put them in playgrounds, but um, this is really, really deconstructing them and turning them into new processes. How many tires do you think you're going to uh, process through this plant? 
we're looking at doing 80000 a year. Um, so that's a substantial amount, and that's about the same amount that we look at through our automotive auctions. So we are really looking at areas where we have an impact and finding ways to turn that into a positive for the environment. Um, it's a great process because it takes these tires, and they could often be in landfills or in waterways. And instead of them being out there, we're giving them new life and creating new products. So we think it's a fantastic way to use technology and innovation to solve a problem, um, honestly. So the amount it does every day is the equivalent of five tons of tires. Oof. Wow. That's huge. That's a lot. <laughs> why did y'all, yeah, that's a lot. Why did y'all choose to go uh, down to the coast? instead of doing it up here in the metro area? That's a great question. Um, so we have been in Georgia since 1939, so over 75 years, and we have operations across the state. So we're in Athens, Atlanta, middle Georgia, and now southeast Georgia with the Golden Isles Conservation Center. Um, what we found was that their local officials were very excited about this. They wanted to bring a new technology to the country and wanted to be the home of it. So they were very welcoming to us, um, wanted to partner with us on this. And then they had great infrastructure, um, lots of access to interstates, um, close proximity to Jacksonville's airport. Also, you can get there from Atlanta's airport. And then as you look at what Georgia's doing with their ports, it's a fantastic location. So are you – so are the – tell me how the tires are coming to the plant. Okay. Absolutely. Great question. So we have a partnership with Liberty Tire, and they are sourcing the tires from different facilities around Georgia. They are then shredding the tires. They have an on-site shredder. So the tire chips are brought to us. Um, we are really excited about that um, because we're able to utilize a Georgia company that already had a process in place for gathering these tires and shredding them. So once again, just looking to be as efficient as possible and partner with people who already have the technology down to then help us um, use those tire shreds and give them a second life. Well, let me just say immediately, hashtag smart to partner with Liberty, right? I mean, you know, y'all did not try to reinvent the wheel completely, right? You're creating business partnerships. Now, I'm I'm sort of curious to I mean, I know Cox's heart and and in regards to this, but I mean, y'all have to stay in business. So, is this I mean, is it a money-making, you know, venture? Is it I mean, is it something that y'all are going to see revenue out of or is this something more where it's just, you know, trying to reduce what what you're creating already? Beth, that's a fantastic question. Um, one of the things we've always said 
about our Cox Concerns program is that your sustainability program has to be sustainable to last. Um, so you hit a great point when you said we are a business. So we do look at that when we're exploring sustainability initiatives. First and foremost, we want to do something that's right for the environment. Um, but we have found that when we find these projects, they're also good for the bottom line. So when you're looking at the end result of the process, um, the carbon black, the synthesis oil, and the steel, these are products that we're able to then sell to other companies, and then they use them to make the new products. So there's a business side to that as well. And we are looking for this project to really be um, something that we can replicate across the country and have different facilities so we're able to amplify the positive effect on the environment, but also come up with these byproducts that can then be used to have new products. So you're absolutely right. Um, we are looking at this as something that's definitely good for the environment, but it's also good for the bottom line. And I think those two things go hand in hand, but sometimes people don't realize that um, but it's something that's really been at the heart of our program for a decade. So the plant has been in operation how long now? We have been in operation right at a month. Um, it kicked oh. off at the beginning of February. So it is very new, um, and we are very excited about it. Um, it's a great opportunity to take these tires out of the waste stream, break them down to their original components, and give them second life. So um, it's a brand-new facility. And one of the things we're also looking to do um, is preserve some of the wetlands around it. So we were able to purchase um, a good bit of land around the location of the facility, and we are going to create an educational walking trail there for local students to go out on. Um, so that's phase two of the facility's construction. Now that the facility is operational, we'll start looking at the next phase of incorporating that. And that was an idea that came from one of our other projects up in Massachusetts. We have a large solar installation up there. Um, and it was built around wetlands. There were some wetlands on our property. We certainly did not want to do anything to harm those, so we found a way to creatively build these solar panels around the wetlands, which then created an opportunity to create a trail. So each year we have local school students come out on field trips. We've created an educational walking trail throughout the solar installation, that walks along the wetlands that talks about the importance of wetlands, what they do for the environment, why we should be conserving them, the types of animals and wildlife that are in them. But then it kind of marries that with the importance of embracing technology, such as renewable energy, and how the two really go hand in hand to make sure that we're making a positive impact on the environment. So we're really excited about that project up in New England and how it's educating future generations to embrace sustainable lifestyles. So we wanted to um, take that best practice and incorporate it into the Golden Isles Conservation Center here in Georgia. Well, and so I'm originally from the Gulf Coast, and um, when I started traveling down to Savannah and Jekyll and all that, 
for you know a variety of conferences, there is something magic about the coast of Georgia. Um, and the, you know, for people who have not been down there, the Golden Isles that comes from all the natural. I, I mean, it would, I would I guess it's Georgia version of a swamp, right? <laughs> Not really <laughs> swamp like people think of a swamp, but I mean essentially it's it, it's the uh, where where the the rivers are you know the effluence is coming out, and so the tributaries and and how that all sets up when a big river comes out into an, a, a, a large body of water like the Atlantic Ocean, and it's so gorgeous and and I think it's so important that you Cox conserves Cox Enterprises are intentionally setting it up to teach children to preserve that because my understanding is is South Carolina used to have that but because of the overdevelopment they've sort of lost their golden isles. Well, I think you are right on there is something magical about the area. The name in itself Golden Isles is kind of a tease of that. Do you just picture this beautiful land and that's what's down there um and beautiful waterways it's an amazing place um our coo was down there for the opening of the facility and he is an avid fisherman and actually chairs um american rivers board and talked about the importance of removing these tires from the waste streams to protect these beautiful natural resources and about how that area is known for being such a beautiful area where you can go fly fishing, where you can walk along the beach and see sea turtles coming out of the ocean. And it's just a beautiful, magical place that we want to do our part to make sure stays that way so our children and our grandchildren can experience that as well. Right, and I think that's it's so important we have time for one more question, um, and but it may be a little overcomplicated. I'm just curious. I mean, tires are not clean, right? I mean, it is a messy kind of process. Is there anything that would be sort of um, interesting or surprising to our listeners in regards to what you're doing to mitigate sort of some of that environmental yuckiness that comes with tires? Well, I would say by partnering with Liberty and having the tires come to our facility in a pre-shredded manner, that it's actually a very clean process that we have. Um, We have the filtration in there, so no harmful emissions come out. And then when you look at the byproducts, they are bagged, they are put into tanks. And the facility is actually very beautiful and very clean. Um, so when you think about tires, um, I would say that it, you would be surprised at just how clean and efficient this process and this facility is. And the beauty of it is that it's taking these tires out of the waste stream where they are ugly in landfills and waterways and turning them into new products and giving them a second life that can be reused. That is really awesome. Okay, so one more quick question. Are do you, If this is successful, which I am confident it will be, are there plans to expand it to other locations in, in the U.S.? 
We would love to do that. Um, we are still very early in the process with it being a month in operation, but that is definitely our goal is to take the learnings from this facility and the best practices and replicate them to make a larger positive environmental impact um, in different locations across the nation. Um, we're thrilled that we were able to bring this technology to the United States. So we want to amplify it and make it as big and as positive as possible. Um, it kind of goes back to the 10th anniversary of Cox Conserves. Um, over the last 10 years, we've seen a lot of changes in the environment and the world around us. But the one thing that has not changed is Cox's commitment to conservation and the environment, if anything, it's become even larger, and we're looking at ways, small and large, of how we can make a positive impact on the environment. And I think the Golden Isles Conservation Center is a great example of that. Well, and, you know, we're not in the most positive environment politically, the environment right now. And so hearing stories like this gives me and I'm sure uh, the listeners great hope that regardless of what happens, you know, in, in some political hallway somewhere, that there are corporations like you who are truly committed to making our planet more sustainable. So, Elizabeth, we really, really appreciate your time this morning. Um, if people want to get more information about this or any of the other programs that Cox Conserves is doing, uh, where can they go to get more information? They can get to www.coxconserves.com to learn about our different programs and projects. And Beth, I just want to take the opportunity to thank you for sharing the information about the Golden Isles Conservation Center and Cox Conserves. But beyond that, all of the positive education you do for people on the things that are happening in the environment and sustainability. So I think Southeast Grain plays a great role in educating people on what's happening out there and how they can get involved and make a difference. So thank you for shining a light on those issues and opportunities. That is so kind of you. Thank you. That really touches me deeply. Um, I now call Southeast Green my addiction. So. <laughs> like, just post more, just post more. So um, I really, really appreciate it. It's nice to know that people like you who really understand sustainability appreciate the efforts we're making at Southeast Green to, to encourage people to make those little, you know, many small steps in many, many uh, small places. So, um, so I will, I want to take this moment personally to congratulate you and thank you for being with us on your last day before you leave for maternity leave. Um, I am just wishing you and your family all kinds of fun as you bring in a new little one um, into your family. And I will look forward to seeing you after you return back. And thank you so much for letting us know about this wonderful program from Cox Conserves. Thank you so much, Beth. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Bye-bye. Okay, so, I mean, wicked cool technology, right? And I think I think this is a perfect example of a company that is striving to do more and more. You know, I think a lot of times it's easy to do the low-hanging fruits as a company, and you say, okay, we'll change the light bulbs, maybe we'll throw some solar up somewhere, We'll, you know, change our paper. We'll do recycling. But Cox Conserves truly shows the leadership of, like, always thinking about what next. When I started first covering Cox Conserves, they were 
you know, it was in the middle of the drought in Georgia, and they were looking at water conservation. And they put in this amazing water, their own sort of mini water treatment plant at the Mannheim Center that uh, joins the Chattahoochee, Chattahoochee River. So, you know, that was really forward thinking. It's not that they're not doing all the other stuff, but another example of their forward thinking is, is they now have an app where all their employees can download the app and basically the teams sort of compete with each other in trying to generate ideas and, you know, see who can recycle the most and all that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, I just think it's an amazing corporate environment that is truly doing the work that will lead other corporations. Just like we have Interface in the carpet industry, all the different things that Cox does is, is leading other people to set that standard to make everybody a better corporate corporate uh, player. So thank you so much to Elizabeth, especially I didn't know she was leaving for maternity leave, so I'm very excited for her. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and to speaking of green, remember Southeast Green is available online 24-7 uh, with over 16,500 pages of content now to help folks get up to speed with news and ideas in regards to living a more sustainable lifestyle. We um, have two episodes next week. We're getting back sort of focused on solar. You know that's one of my favorite topics. But we were so glad Elizabeth could join us today to talk about something that, you know, I don't think about, which is recycling old tires. So have a great green groovy week. We're checking out with Jess Hicks and the Heretics, Life's the Peach. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.